0: On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks were severely underhanded and lost to the Blazers again, but they did two things that have to have you encouraged about their play tonight. We'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Oh, the Mavericks! NBA champions. He hit it! Nine. 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 It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! you, If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You are locked down to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. Where the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Appreciate everybody that's joining us on YouTube. If you're there, give us a comment. Let us know in the comment section. What's one thing you were encouraged by or one reason why the Mavericks lost? You can You can choose your own adventure on that one can go positive, you can go negative if you want to. Uh, thank you for everybody listening on the podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all that. All of those help us greatly as well. And uh, Isaac is out again today, as well as Luca, as well as Tim Hardaway Jr., as well as Josh Green, as well as Dorian Finney-Smith, as well as Maxi Kleba. The, the Mavericks are, are missing a lot of guys right now. Uh, and today we'll get into... Two things I think the Dallas Mavericks did in this game. They lose to the Blazers by a lot. Like, they, they lose 140 to 123. So if you're one that just looked at the box score, didn't have time to watch the game, didn't want to watch the game, didn't want to subject yourself to a non-Luka Mavericks game, I get that. I understand. But there are two things Mavericks did that I think should be encouraging to you and should be to, should show that they have another gear, at least that they can hit. And so we'll talk about that. We'll get into uh, how the Mavericks lost this game. They basically only lost this game over a two and a half minute stretch. It was two and a half minutes where the fully healthy Blazers just said, "All right, this is our game. We're taking this over. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go make a bunch of buckets." And then we'll talk about uh, some other things that happened in the game as well. Why Lucco was out this game and maybe not last game. I saw some questions about that. And then uh, maybe just a little bit. Hardy, let's go party little 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 taste of that we'll talk about Jaden Hardy because he had a season high career high for him in the NBA we'll talk about that but let's start with this the Mavericks lose 140 to 123 and if you just looked at the game just looked at the box score you'd say okay well they still stunk they gave up 42 points in the third quarter 37 in the third quarter they allowed so many 140 points total you look at their offensive rating in this game and it was, or the Mavs' defensive rating in this game, 140. You're just like, oh, this team just cannot defend. It's the same old story over and over. Okay, they can't defend. That's very true. They, they have limitations, especially with Josh out, Dorian out, Maxie out. Luka and Tim Hardaway Jr. were also out in this game. So the Mavericks were essentially missing, like, almost a whole starting lineup. All those guys have started at, or played starters minutes at a certain point this season. And so you're missing a ton of guys. Blazers, pretty much healthy. They pretty much had all their guys in this game. And so you look at, they were missing Justice Winslow. That's the only guy they're missing. I don't even know how much he's going to factor in for the Blazers. But if you look at the games from Saturday night and now Sunday night, the big difference to me, one of the big differences was effort. Huge difference in effort from the Dallas Mavericks in this game, especially in the first half, especially the beginning of the, like through the third quarter where, I mean, the end of the third quarter, they're only down by three. End of the third quarter, they're only down by three. There is an incredible effort being displayed by the Dallas Mavericks. Christian Wood back in this game, 16 rebounds for him, four on the offensive end. The Dallas Mavericks as a team get 13 offensive rebounds on this game. That's all effort. That's all effort from this team because it's not, they're not designed to go crash the boards and get those. They're, the team, like the scheme-wise, they're not designed. They don't have these huge guys to go up against and, and just grab some rebound. Like, they're not built for that. The Mavs are built different. Not to get offensive rebounds, (laughs) basically. But they got 13 offensive rebounds just by sheer effort. And the last time they got 13 offensive rebounds in a game was a month ago. They haven't had 13 or more offensive rebounds in a game in a month. Uh, And they've only had this season, out of the 40-plus games they've played, four games this season with 13 or more offensive rebounds. This was a good game for the Mavericks on that end. Four from Christian Wood, three from Reggie Bullock, three from Dwight Powell, and then one each from Frank Ntilikina. Jaden Hardy had a good one that actually kind of started the Blazers' run. And then uh, Theo Pinson also got one as well. All effort from those guys, stepping up, giving like having some shame, <laughs> right? Like like caring about the, the the outcome of this game. They went for it. Christian Wood himself, 16 rebounds. They de- they really really needed him. But you know where they also needed him, deterring at the rim. What was the big thing I talked about yesterday? If you listened to the show yesterday, I was going on and on about how, oh, the Blazers took 34 shots at the rim. This is the this Blazers team is not a team that dro- attacks the basket that often. Dame will do it every once in a while, but Jeremy Grant doesn't really. Nurkic can in a post up here and there. Simon's not not necessarily Hart no like Hart kind of. They don't have they don't have like an SGA where he like he just drives relentlessly at the rim. They don't have you know a post up guy like Embiid or uh, you know even Jokic or whoever. Portland took 34 shots at the rim in the Saturday night game the Mavs lost. They only took 18 shots at the rim in this game. Huge difference. Huge difference. Now, it started with Christian Wood. Having Christian Wood back helped for sure. He deterred a, a little bit of that for sure. Only had one block in this game, but deterred more guys from going to the rim and just finishing at will that they were doing the other night. You know who else I thought had a big had a big reason for like that the Blazers only took 18 shots at the rim instead of the 34 they took the night before? I thought Davis Bertans had a really good defensive game. Kid played him 28 minutes in this game. He was a plus 11. He had the four fouls, but I thought that Davis was kind of like a defensive tur- deterrent in this game. Guys would try to go at him, and I thought he did a decent job at the, on the perimeter. Now this is all graded on a curve. We're not talking about oh, he played he played playoff level defense. No, like he played okay defense, which is great for him and great for what the Mavericks want right now. Right? All this should be in the context of the Mavericks didn't defend well in this game at all, <laughs> right? Like on in the aggregate, but they did better than the night before, and you saw some you saw some uh, response from this team, and that's what you want. You want some kind of response from this team. So they they had more effort in that they deterred from guys getting to the rim. They rebounded. The other thing that they did in this game was they attacked. They attacked on offense. The Mavericks themselves took 30 shots at the rim. That's attacking. That's going at it. That's Spencer Dinwiddie getting to the rim. 15 shots he took. Only six of them were threes, so nine shots that he basically was attacking the rim because he doesn't really take a ton of mid-range shots. He took 14 free throws. 14 for Spencer Dinwiddie. (laughs) Tony Brothers is rolling over wherever he is, like somewhere. Spencer Dinwiddie is taking more free throws than he deserves. That means that those are even like shots that he didn't even that weren't even counted that (laughs) he got to the free throw line. So that that's attacks and drives that weren't even counted as shots. So they were they attacked the basket. That's a huge thing. 37% of the Mavericks shots were at the rim in this game on average this season. 29% of their shots are at the rim. So a big uptick in the amount of uh, attacks, uh, attacking the rim. They also attacked the rim in drives in in certain moments where it was, uh, you know, like they swung the ball all the way around when the Mavericks first took the lead in the the middle of the third quarter. It was a Dinwiddie drive in the lane, and then he kicked it out to the corner, and then they swung the ball all the way around back to Bullock, who hit the three. They went up 70-69, to And then the Dallas Mavericks, or then the Blazers called a timeout. The Mavs made the Blazers call a timeout. And that was a, great, that was a great play. So the two things that they did, the effort and the attacking the rim. We'll talk about the attacking the rim a little bit more when we talk about Spencer Dinwiddie and how the Mavericks lost this game because they had it. I feel like they had a chance in this game. And it just came down to one team being bad and the other. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go... And see what's available for you. Go check out prize picks and it's gotta be fun for NFL. If, if you're watching some of these games, oh my gosh, the Monday night game, they got a prize pick up here. If you just want to pick two, you picked more or less on their projections. So I'm gonna pick Dak Prescott. Passer yards for him, 244 and a half. Whew, man. I'm going more, just a little bit more than that. I'll give I'll give Dak some credit. I think the I think the Cowboys win this game. And then Tom Brady against the Cowboys, 274 and a half passing yards. Give me the less on that one. Give me less on that one. So if I put down 20 bucks and both of those hit, I will win 70. If I put down 100 bucks, I'll win $350 on that one. So really, really cool uh, thing that you can do. You can also do it on the NBA. They have points. They have rebounds. They have all kinds of different stuff. They have all kinds of stuff on PrizePix. And if you use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs. Your first listen each and every day. Subscribe and on the podcast, on YouTube, or wherever. We appreciate you guys so much. Now, the Dallas Mavericks did two things that I thought were better in this game than they than they did in their loss the night before. They had put in more effort. They attacked the basket. You could tell it was part of their game plan. You could tell that, you know, the Mavericks were like, all right, we gotta do something else. We gotta change the way that we're doing, we gotta change our approach. And they attacked the basket a lot more. It took 30 shots at the rim compared to Portland's 18. Spencer Dinwiddie was a big reason for that. 28 points for him, nine assists, and one turnover. Excellent, excellent Spencer Dinwiddie game. 15 shots, so my thing has been, he's only taken 12 shots a game. He's not he's not aggressive enough, but he took 14 free throw. He took 14 free throws. So a lot of those, like he should have had, if he didn't get fouled as much, it would have been probably 20 shots that he would he would have taken. And I, then I would have been like, Great, good job. That's what that's what the Mavericks need from Spencer Dinwiddie, especially when Luca is out and especially when Tim Hardaway Jr. is out. Great game from Spencer Dinwiddie. I thought that he had a really excellent first quarter to set the tone, and they need that from him when Luca is out, but they need that from him in general. They need him to to play that way. One of the big things that I think Jalen Brunson learned playing next to Luka Doncic is, and he talked about this recently. I had to learn how, he said I had to learn how to play without a rhythm. I just had to go out and boom, like, all right, whenever I get the whenever I get my chance, I go for it and I do my thing and I, I get the shots that I get. Dinwiddie's learning that too. It's tough. When you get a game like this, you can tell he was in a much better rhythm. It, not necessarily his three ball, right? What he two of six from three. You can tell he was getting a much better rhythm. His his floater looked like it was gonna go in every single time. The little, like, try to get an and one and hit the floater. He had that one that he hit that the refs called off. It seemed like he was hitting everything from that floater spot. He was getting into that rhythm. But he's got to learn how to play without that because Luka takes up so many possessions, so much time, because that's the best way that the Mavericks can score and win games is if Luka takes up all the possessions and all the time. So many stars do it now. And Luka is not alone in that. He's not the hard in Westbrook like it was five years ago. It's different in the NBA now, and so Spencer Dinwiddie's learning that, and hopefully a game like this, you're starting to see he's starting to see, all right, I can, I can, I can do this even if Luca's here. Uh, great game from Spencer Dinwiddie, I thought. He he finishes on minus minus eighteen, and you're gonna go, wait, hold on, what it's minus eighteen in this game? You're gonna say it's a great game? Yeah, that's why pl- that's why pl- plus minus doesn't mean everything. He was out there during the the 0 run that the Blazers went on, and we'll talk about it here in a minute. Christian Wood also, I thought, came back from the ankle injury against the Lakers, and he wasn't efficient at all. We're used to seeing Christian Wood like 50-40-90 or 50-40 and then whatever he shoots from the free throw line, shooting splits, and we're used to that, and then his, his efficiency makes up for some of the mistakes. He wasn't efficient in this game. He attacked some of the guys on the Blazers, and he came up short a lot, missed seven threes. Uh, I thought all of them were good threes. It's not like he was, it's not like he was, I didn't think he was forcing his shot when it came to th- to taking threes. Uh, but he did force it on a lot of post-ups. He forced it on Josh Hart, which is not a mismatch. He forced it on uh, Jeremy Grant, which is which is not a mismatch. Like those type of guys he really struggles against. He struggles to get that, you know, face-up jumper, like face-up little runner-jumper type thing he takes around the rim. He really struggles against bigger wings and, you know, guys like Jeremy Grant, guys like Josh Hart. Strong can, you know, they're not going to get moved off their spot and quick. They can stay in front of him. This is another game where he just struggles against guys like that. But he got to the free throw line. He got to free throw line seven times, hit six of them, got the 16 rebounds, had two assists as well when he was, uh, they, the the Blazers at certain points, they doubled Dinwiddie off of the, the pick and roll or off of a screen, just like they did Luka the night before. They doubled Luka every single play the night before but they only did it didn't we a couple times and Christian Wood was there to be the, the release valve so i thought he had a good game he who wasn't a, he wasn't efficient he wasn't he wasn't taken. this was one of the games where one of the first times i've seen him like really force the issue a couple times with the mavericks but lucas not there tim hardaway's not there you kind of he kind of has to force the issue at a certain at certain points i wish they would have run more pick and roll with him instead of and less isos with him he got in trouble a couple times there was a moment in what was it the third quarter what was the moment I got I want to find it. Uh there was a moment where uh yeah, at the beginning of the second quarter, 8 minutes 33 seconds, Wood got Christian Wood got doubled on the sidelines. The first time we've seen Wood get doubled in a game really, and he gets doubled on the sidelines and the Mavs have to call a timeout. Like they have to call a timeout because he can't get the ball out, he can't, you know, it was right in front of the maps bench. He got in trouble a couple times when he tried to force the issue, tried to to set himself up all that. But he had to. He had to do that. So I'm kind of not blaming him. It just didn't work out in his favor or the Mavs' favor when he did that. Uh, Dinwiddie and Christian Wood were the big ones that, that stood out in this game. We'll talk about Jaden Hardy in the third segment. But the thing about this game was it came down to a two-minute and 34-second stretch in the fourth quarter. It was, it was Spencer Dinwiddie, Hardy, Bullock, Theo Pinson, who I thought had a big impact on this game too, and Dwight Powell. And you started out there and it was 103 to 109. Mavs were only down 6 and you're like, "Okay, fourth quarter, Mavs have been playing well. You know, Lillard only took what Lillard was 0, of 2, 0 for 2 on shots in the third quarter. They're doing a good job limiting the impact that Lillard can have on this game." Like, "Okay, feeling good. The Mavs have a chance." And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Mavs overhelped on Simons. L- Lillard hit a trail 3. Spent uh Theo Pinson got upset on a Uh, a Nurkic flop on an offensive rebound attempt. And he got a technical. They made the free throws off that. And then uh, they put in Christian Wood and Davis Bertans. And then Christian Wood plays drop coverage on accident against Damian Lillard, where if he came up to the the level of the screen and then he backed up, thinking that Dame was going to (laughs) drive. And Dame was like, I don't do that. (laughs) I take take shots from 35 feet. And then uh, Portland got an offensive rebound. Nurkic hit a three. He hit a couple threes in this game which are a little rare for him. Uh Nurkic then hit a post up against Davis Bertans. Hardy came over late and then uh Davis Bertans got a blocking foul against Dame and Dame hit two free throws. That was it. Like those are all the offensive possessions that the Blazers had and all the the defensive stances the Mavericks took in that and all of a sudden it was a 16-0 run by the Blazers. It just came like that. And so you look at this score and you say, "Oh, the Mavericks they suck. Can't believe they can't win without Luka." But this game was so much better. It just you're not healthy. You're missing five rotate five guys that could easily play 30 or 30 or 40 minutes a game on this team. And you took them to that you took them all the way to there in the fourth quarter and then the Blazers just yeah, all right, we're going to step up here and we're going to take over this game in only a way that that we can because we have the best player on the floor by far in Damian Lillard and Nurkic is has the biggest mismatch on the floor. <laughs> That's it. In that stretch, uh, that two-minute and 34-second stretch in the fourth quarter, Damian Lillard had nine points. Nurkic had seven points. That's all the Blazers' points. The two biggest mismatches that the Mavericks couldn't guard against. Um, if you take that stretch to an extended stretch, basically around the five-minute mark is when Jason Kidd decided to call it. He threw in all the rest of the the end-of-the-bench guys, and he's like, all right, this is garbage time. It was a 21-4 to four run by the Blazers. The Blazers hit four of their seven threes. They went to the free throw line seven times and made all of them. The Mavericks missed six threes. That's it. That's the game. The Mavs missed those threes. They shoot 14 of 42 for the game and they don't win They don't win games like that. Like you just don't. Especially missing all the guys that they're missing. The calculus is there. If they make some of those threes in that stretch, maybe they keep it close enough and then Dinwiddie and Christian Wood and Hardy put together enough buckets to make it work in the end. But that, that stretch and missing all those threes for the Mavs. Was it like that's the end of the game. So that's how the Mavericks lost. But coming up, what can Jaden Hardy be? Did we see parts of his ceiling today? What did Jason Kidd say about Jaden Hardy afterwards? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. I just ordered some. I'm hope I was looking for them in my, uh I was looking for the tracking number today, trying to figure out where they're coming from and how how quickly they'll get to me. Brownie batter puffs. They're delicious. It's so good. It tastes like brownie batter, hundred percent chocolate on the outside. The marshmallow fluff in the middle is great too. And it's a protein bar, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, six grams of sugar. I'm somebody that in my day, like you want to have, you want to enjoy your life. (laughs) Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop myself from eating uh, things that I enjoy, but I want them to be healthy for me. I want to do it in moderation. I want to be able to eat some, you know, eat sweet things every once in a while and enjoy them. Well, this, I can do both. I can I can have my cake and eat it too. I can have my brownie batter and eat it too with the Built Bar Puffs. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only six grams of sugar. That's killer. That's killer. Go check it out. It's built.com. Get them at Walmart or at Sam's Club. You can also get them on the website still. Try that promo code locked 15. Try it at built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's keep talking about this Dallas Mavericks game. And finally, if you listened to the show yesterday, you're a real one. You're part of the raccoon squad. I already professed my love to you yesterday. The Dallas Mavericks needed to play Jaden Hardy in that game. And Jason Kidd, it took him till the eight minute and 34 second mark in the second quarter. Took him how many minutes is that? Uh, 16 minutes into the game took him 16 minutes but he finally put out Jaden Hardy and he scored a season high 25 points off the bench Hardy party, let's go party let's oh, yeah. go Jaden Hardy, 25 points, a couple of assists, got a steal. He had a couple of big buckets in this game where he was scoring against the Blazers, and they needed it. They needed every bit of it, and they needed more of it. He played into garbage time, but this is this is the kind of games that you, you put him out there for. This is why you play in these extended minutes. It's for games like this when you're like, okay, we see something. And so then after the game, Jason Kidd goes, you know, it was great what he did in this game tonight. You know, as we get healthy, we'll see how that affects his minutes, but he definitely needs minutes out there. And you're just, if you're a Mavericks fan, you listening are probably just going, wait, what? You're the head coach of the team. What do you mean he definitely needs minutes? This is like his quote from two months ago where he said, you know, we got to find, we got to find Jaden Hardy some minutes. We we got to find them somewhere. You're the coach. Find him the minutes. He needs the minutes. And I'm here to tell you, He has to have the minutes because if this team as currently constructed is going to go anywhere this year or in the future, they need Jaden Hardy to get some developmental minutes. They need him to get some confidence where he's out here. He's only three of 10 from three in this game, but he's confident going to the rim. He's confident trying stuff. He's six of nine from the free throw line, but he gets to the free throw line nine times, right? Like you need some of these games from, from Jaden Hardy where he gets the confidence There's all kinds of tweets tonight where you start looking at, where you start seeing from uh, um, Tim Cato and Austin Garuya and other people that say there's something different that Jaden Hardy has that nobody else has on the Mavericks. First of all, he's the fastest Maverick. He's definitely the fastest from like one point to another. Josh Green may be close, but he's just quick. He just gets from one spot to another and it's a flash. And we're not used to seeing athleticism on the Mavs for like, I don't know when's the last time we saw a real athlete on the Mavericks. It's been, I honestly think it's been years. Like Dennis Smith Jr. Right? Is that like the last like elite athlete the Mavericks had? And even he was not like the fastest. He was quick in in small spaces and he could he could leap, but he wasn't like fast like Jaden Hardy is. It's just different. He's also just like a a, a talented individual that was ranked highly and we, the Mavericks just don't have a lot of guys like that that were ranked highly in their class that were supposed to go high in the draft that you saw the maybe not maybe pedigree is not the right word but you saw like the skill set there early on in their life there's just a difference like you probably know in your in your job or in the the thing that you love in your you know hobby or whatever there's just some people Luca is this. You just know these people that are just better at stuff. Just naturally, where it's just like everything comes easy to them and you know, if you're a musician, you know these people where you're like, "Hold on, you just picked that up." I have this friend and he's he's a drummer, really great drummer. Worked hard at it to become a good drummer. And then he'll just like pick up a guitar and boom, he'll just like be pl- be playing guitar. I'm like, what? It took me forever to learn how to play guitar and how to stay on rhythm and like all this stuff. <laughs> And he just picks it up and <laughs> picks it up and does it. And there's just people like that. And Luca is obviously one of those. Where you just go, wait, how did you, how did you just do what you just did? And Luca goes, I don't know, I just tried it. I just went out there and this is Luca in his rookie year. That game against the Rockets where he went on an 11-0 personal run. He just tried a step back. He he thought it would be cool, and he was playing against Harden, and he's like, hey, let me just try this. He just tried it in a game, and now he's hit the most step back threes in the NBA this year. There's just guys like that, and Jaden Hardy is one of those guys. You have, they have to tap into that. That you have to tap into that. If this is your roster, you need another ball handler. You need another creator. Not even just ball handler. You need another creator. Somebody can get a shot. Hardy can get a shot. He also knows how to play with guys. He, he had some really good moments, I thought tonight with, with you know dump offs and dishes and you know uh, a couple of assists that he had. We- we've seen in these last couple of games. He he isn't just a chucker. He can do. He can make the right play with the ball. It makes the right passes. It makes good passes. They have to. They have to lean into this more. They have to play him these minutes. And kid said he definitely needs minutes out there. But you know about Jason Kidd. I don't always tell you guys the truth. (laughs) We'll see what he means. He he definitely said we'll see how our health affects his minutes going forward. Talking about Jaden Hardy. What does that mean? Like what? What are you telling me? Are you saying like well? I've got this whole spreadsheet, and I actually, this is what I actually think he means by that. I've got this whole spreadsheet written out where I have like, okay, up here I have my guard rotation, here I have my wing rotation, and then here I have my big rotation. This big black redacted spot is JaVale McGee's name, and if Josh Green comes back, and if we hope that Tim Hardaway is okay, and he comes back in a couple of games, and then all of a sudden, what does that mean for, for Jaden Hardy? That takes him takes him completely out because then we have these minutes filled. And obviously, Luca fills a whole bunch of time. He's I think he's just so stuck on this specific rotation and the guys in the hierarchy in the rotation that he hasn't made this move for Jaden Hardy to move into it. And Isaac talked about it earlier this year, too. He's like, okay, well, whose minutes do you take? Well, the, if all these guys are playing like 38, 39, 40 minutes. Luca played 52 minutes the other night against the Lakers. There's minutes to spare. Like there's minutes you can take from Luca, from Tim Hardaway, from Reggie Bullock, from some of these guys to give to Jaden Hardy and it's worth it to me in the long run. You got to play the long game with him. Oh, I'm very passionate about <laughs> I'm very passionate about this Jaden Hardy situation because I think it's development that's for the long run. It's not just for right now. He can be good right now. This is a game where he was good. 25 points, thought he was okay defensively. That's what you that's all you ask from him. He's got to learn the defensive scheme too. Like that takes time. You saw how long it took Christian Wood. Christian Wood was so lost for like the first month and a half of the season. And then eventually he got it and then he started blocking shots at the rim and we're like, "Oh. Okay. He's not like a great defensive player. He's not maybe not even above average defensive player, but he can do some things and that's you know, and that's what you you want him to do." The Mavericks, if they're going to be better than this, they have to be designed as a team better than this to be better. So, with Jaden Hardy, great game, 20, 25 points. He missed a bunch of shots. He was 8 of 17. So, what he missed, he missed nine shots, but 47% is good for a guy that's going to take that kind of volume. Missed a bunch of threes is where he really missed a bunch. He, he, just, he was 3 of 10 from 3. And then he goes to the free throw line nine times. Great. All that great. You love it. You love what you saw from Jaden Hardy. You love that he got that extended run. Other guys had stepped up. I thought Theo Pinson had some good moments. More than a hype man. Hashtag more than a hype man. Played 21 minutes in this game. Only had three points, but had five assists. Had three rebounds. And only one turnover. And I, I, he hit a three. You're like, okay. He's, playing, he's doing some good stuff on this team. Stepped up in a couple of big moments in this game. Um, Luca, so Luca didn't play in this game, and a couple of people were saying, "Well, why did the Mavericks sit Christian Wood, you know, the Saturday night game, and then sit Luca the Sunday night game if they're just going to rest him? So why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they just sit Luca in the Saturday night game and then play play both of them in the Sunday game because then you're guaranteeing a loss in both of them if if they sit? Okay, well, first of all, you don't know it's a guaranteed loss. It probably is. The other thing is, I think this is a long-term play, too. I think the Mavericks are actually thinking long-term about this. If Luca sits in the Sunday game, so if he sat tonight, which he did, he gets three days off before the Mavericks have this four-game homestand. Instead of, okay, well, he sits Saturday, so he gets, like, two days off. But he's also traveling in some of that time. And then he plays a Sunday, and then he comes back. Two days later, he plays a home game. So you you get those three guaranteed days off, which he just needs right now. He's managing some injuries. He's dealing with some stuff, like... They're calling it left ankle soreness. It's probably like three or four things. (laughs) All the things we see Luca like holding and keeling over. Westbrook probably broke one of his ribs the other day. (laughs) Who knows what's happened to him? He's carrying such an offensive load. He's doing so much for this team. He plays so physical. He's playing more physical this year than he has. And so he's just dealing with some injuries. Mavericks next four home games, which are great. Mavericks need these no back-to-backs, which is huge for them. Hopefully getting some of these guys back. Hopefully getting Josh Green and Dorian back. You're not, we're not, they're not expecting Maxie to come back yet. Not sure about Tim Hardaway. But they play Atlanta, Miami, the Clippers, and the Wizards. Atlanta, Miami, the Clippers are all really good tests. If they get some of these guys back, it's a really good test to see what they could be. No back-to-backs, a great stretch here. We'll have you for the post games. For all of those, we will have you... Uh, we'll have stuff uh, over the next two days. Isaac should be back, and so we'll be talking about what we can see the Mavericks doing going forward. We're only, what, one, two, three weeks away from the trade deadline, so we'll probably do a trade talk episode over the next couple of days. Guys, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen today. Now go check out NBA Game to Game. NBA Game to Game on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel or the podcast feed is the best way to check out the recaps of every game. It's a minute. You see it on our channel. It's a minute recap of what each of these games are from the local experts, from somebody like me that covers their team, from Mike Richmond that covers the Blazers every single game. So go check out NBA Game to Game on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel or the podcast feed. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom!